Hi, I'm Keith the Critic, and this is The Aisle Seat. I got superstar Kim Schultz with me. How are you, Kim? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You staying warm? Oh, yeah. I'm in the house. I'm not going outside (laughs) at all. Hell no. You say 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 you're in the house, but you do realize that there's people in houses that are not warm. (laughs) Well, I know that. No, you know what? The power hasn't went off, off at all. So, yeah, 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 you betcha, you betcha. And I got Derek, the toy maker, Neil. How are you, Derek? I'm doing just great. How are you? I'm doing good, man. You know what? The heat's on and I'm inside and everything's looking good. So, okay. Now, on uh, CBS uh, All Access, they're showing uh, the movie that was made in, uh, what, 1994, The Stand. Now it came back uh, at the end of last year, and I, uh, we watched, all three of us watched this, and if you don't know what it's about, there's, uh, there's a, a man-made a virus called the Captain Trips Virus. And um, so it kind of turns in... Uh, one's led by, uh, uh, I guess, the devil or whatever it is. And the other one is uh, uh, people who just want to do good in the world. And uh, uh, it's led by uh, Ruby Goldberg. She represents uh, uh, the God and all that. And I thought um, uh, there is so many great scenes in this. And I thought that, um, uh, um, you know... I just thought the, um, they remain to form a human society, the good people do. And, of course, the devil, he just wants to think on his own and all that stuff. That's how the devil works. And I just kind of thought that uh, uh, it's all, uh, they all think there's uh, peace in the world and all that. And then the last uh, episode kind of, you know, kind of, goes uh, in a different direction let's put it that way okay I thought that uh, first off I thought the uh, acting done by uh, uh, James Marston who plays uh, Stu Redman and also uh, Whoopi Goldberg who plays uh, uh, Mother uh, what's her last name Abigail Abigail sorry and then I thought that I thought that those actors were very good. And also, uh, uh, Alexander Skarsgård plays uh, Randall uh, Flagg. And any uh, evil character in Stephen King's movies, just like me and Derek talked about last night, his name, their name is Randall Flagg. So there you go. And he plays the dark man. And I thought he was terrific in this. And I thought uh, Amber Heard's in it. Now, Amber Heard is, uh, plays the uh, lead actress in Aquaman. Okay, I don't like her. <laughs> Bottom line, I don't like her. And also, and also she's true over Johnny Depp. Well, yeah, that's, uh, that's all something else. But I, I, thought she, I don't think she's a good actress. I think she is. Uh, she didn't have any personality at all. Okay, that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold said so. But anyways, and also uh, Greg Kinnear's in it. And I thought, you know, this movie was okay. 
there's some good parts. I thought it started very slowly. And then it moved up, and now I thought, okay, this is good. And once Whoopi Goldberg was in it, I thought that all kind of, um, you know, kind of her playing the mother, uh, Abigail, I thought that was pretty good and all that. And also, Alexander Skarsgård is terrific in this movie. And I just thought, oh, my God, this is so good, so good. And then and then there's other parts that, you know, it, like um, kind of goes off in a different path and all that. In the first movie, it all happens um, at the same, you know, a different time. Uh, all the first part of... Uh, uh, the first movie, everything happens in sequence. Then this movie kind of uh, veers off where you see what they did in their uh, previous lives and all that stuff. And I didn't care for that part of the movie because I thought that was kind of the uneven. If you're going to remake a Stephen King movie, uh, have some, you know, it's just like there's some good parts of this movie and some bad parts of this movie. And also... Stephen King appears in this movie too, like he appears in all of his movies. And I and I'm not going to tell you where he appears in, but it's kind of a good uh, a good scene. And also, um, I thought that um, overall, I gave this movie like two and a half stars because I there's some really good points in this movie, and then some other points that didn't make you know well. It didn't make any sense. That's how I. That's how I felt about this movie. The first movie was I thought was well, uh, well directed, very well acted, and all that stuff. And I thought that was good. And like um, uh, Greg Kinnear uh, plays Glenn Blakeman, and Derek just said that you know, God, I forgot who played him in the first movie, and that was. Um, um, Ray Walston. Ray Ray Walston, and I thought, oh my God, I forgot about that, you know. But and I and I agree with Derek on this. You know, it was just uh, Greg Kinnear played his part really good, but nobody could replace Ray Walston. Come on, man. But I thought that you know. But I just thought this movie was okay. Um, There's some really good parts of this. Also, Brian Cranston appears as the president. It voice only, and also Heather Graham appears in it, and all this stuff. There's some really good acting talent in this, but then uh, the direction kind of goes off in a different direction, and all that. You know, I stick with the original, but if you want to watch this, I would watch it. But I tell you what, um, nobody can re- replace the original, but this one's like two and a half stars, the first one's like three and a half stars. Yeah, that's my opinion, but uh, what do you think of it, Kim? Okay, so I had I did not watch the first one. And so with this show, um, I did not know what I was getting myself into. I knew it was Stephen King, and so I prepared myself. You <laughs> said at the very beginning for the first couple episodes, I was totally lost. I did not know what was going on because the the little peeping Tom kid, whatever, yeah. whatever his name is, I, like, on the second episode, he was going flashing forward, and it was with um, Stu and them meeting, and kind of, like, they were kind of dating, and he was getting mad, and I'm thinking, is he, 
and he had a typewriter and he was typing things. Yeah. And I was like, is this like the story in his head that he's making up this pandemic? And yeah. like this crazy kid, it, it really took me because I thought, oh, it's real. And then I it pulled me back a little bit because, um, you know, it starts out and, and you said the devil and, and God. I said evil and good. Yeah, in, in, that's what I meant. In nowhere, in nowhere um, in this did they, did they, they kind of led to that, but it never talks about it. You know, Randall doesn't talk about the God. They just talk about the energy. So it's like, it's basically good against bad. Yeah. And the, the bad guy gets his his energy from fear. And yeah. he and, and that to me, that was kind of interesting but it also hit hard because you've got this virus that's coming around and people are just dying. Whereas in 2020, we had a virus that was coming around and people yeah. were dying. <laughs> and a lot of people lived with fear. And so, you you, you know, it's kind of hard for me to like be like, okay, just watch the movie. I, I really did enjoy, as you said, exactly the same, is when I got to like the first three or four episodes, I was like, oh wow, okay. And then it just kind of took a turn and I was like, what? And then <laughs> the ending was like, yes. And then there wasn't the ending, there was more. And I was like, no. So. <laughs> I, li I, I like the ending, I'm sorry. <laughs> the ending is a, is a little different twist. Uh, yeah. I can't recall for the life of me if the book had an ending like that, but. It makes sense with the ending that it has, uh, because the 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 evil that takes place within the world of the stand is the same evil that occurs in a number of other Stephen King stories. It's the same evil that they're looking that they're going after in uh, the Dark Tower series. Yeah. So if you're familiar with any of Stephen King's works dealing with that good versus evil, you're aware pretty quickly that the evil in all those stories is the exact same evil. Right. Yeah, but I remember when Whoopi Goldberg, she appeared as Ma you know, uh, uh, Mother Abigail, and then she was, I thought she was talking to God. That's all I thought. And then, of course, uh, uh, Randall Flagg, I thought, was talking to the devil. That's how I felt. But, well, I oh, mean, that's, that's, what they, that's what they led. That's what yeah. they led to believe. But there's a yeah. lot of people that don't believe in the devil or God. Yeah. But they do believe in there's evil and there's not evil. So it wasn't like yeah, yeah. it wasn't I'm like sorry, Kim. Was, it wasn't Satan. <laughs> That's okay. It yeah. wasn't it wasn't Satan that was yeah. flying and using people's fears. This was a this was an other person that had some powers in my yeah. in my mind. And so yeah. that's what I like. That's the part that I liked about it because it was good versus evil. It was starting an entire society over without a police, without a constitution, without a government, without anything. And, um, you know, they, they had that in the 100. They had to start out that way. That did not go so well with, you know, throughout that, se that series. But this one, I, I liked it. I would have to say that I would stick with the two and a half stars as well. Um, I just, I fast forwarded the last, the season, like the last one, literally when, when they're in Las Vegas and everything awesome is happening. And then you're like, yeah. yes. And then I was like, there's another one. And I thought, <laughs> okay. And so then they went off and then they let it out a little bit more. And I was like, okay, so this is either leading up to the next story 
as as Derek was saying, maybe yeah. there's a tie-off because I don't read Stephen King novels. So maybe this is needed to start something else, but I thought, you know, victory! And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, and then you leave it and you're like, since this is not my genre of movies, I would have liked to have left on a high note, but nope, nope. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I... Like you said, I gave it two and a half. And what do you give it? Oh, I mean, you talk about it, Derek. What do you think of it? I I I gave this one three stars. Uh, I would have given it four, but for me, it was the the intro episodes. I didn't like the way they did the jumping back and forth. Yeah, see, I, I felt the same way. I agree. I was that, confused. That made it confusing. Uh, it should have done it very linearly, uh, like the original. I think if, yeah. it, if they had done it like that, then I would have given this four stars uh, because I don't like having to piece a story together in my head. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Especially one that's as long as this. Uh, if it were a short two-hour film, it'd be okay. But we're talking about something that's, what, eight, nine episodes long, and each one yeah, being an hour or so long. So. Yeah, this this was like a, a, a full day's work to watch. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but yes. Uh, the, the the actors were good. I I actually did like uh, Amber Heard as Nadine. I think she was a perfect. <laughs> she was great as she was okay playing the villain because she is a villain. So go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> aside aside from her 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 supposed villainy in in the real life. I think she did play a good villain in this film. Uh, uh, Alexander Skarsgård did a, a wonderful job as, as Randall Flagg. He was, uh, and interestingly enough, recently I've uh, yeah. become friends with him on uh, social media. And Have you really? Yeah, uh, he uh, he actually uh, he, <laughs> he he does he does enjoy the. Uh, uh, the fact that people thought he did a good good job in the in the role, I thought he did uh, great. I agree. Uh, and he of course, James that. Marsters. Uh, most of the comic book fans would remember him as Cyclops in the X Men franchise. Yes. Uh, he also played Lois Lane's boyfriend in Superman Returns. Yeah. Uh, he did a good job as the Stu Redman, uh, which was originally played by. Uh, uh, now I'm drawing a blank on his name, Lieutenant Dan from. Oh Gary yeah, Gun. Gary Sinise. Gary Sinise, yeah, Gary yes. Sinise played the role originally, but uh, like I said, it, it, aside from the way they did the time skipping thing, you know, jumping back and forth with uh, uh, the story in the uh, first couple episodes, it's a solid film. Uh, it it does a good job. Whoopi Goldberg was great. Uh, I can't remember the actress who played Mother Abigail in the original one, but they oh. did a lot of heavy makeup to make her look like she was this 102-year-old yeah. woman. Yeah. And the actress, I think, at the time was only in her 30s or 40s. Yeah, I can't remember who she was in the first movie. Oh, wait a minute. Was it Ruby, Ruby D? Yeah. No, I think, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Ruby D. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I think it yeah. was Ruby. Yeah. Yeah. Because she married Ozzie Davis, who starred her, they both started in the first movie, so yes, they did, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I do think that uh, Stephen King's cameo in this one was probably the same character he played in the uh, original release. Uh, 
there were certain things I, I, I missed that I wish they would have uh, left in, uh, especially considering how long they made this. The original one was like six hours long, and, and this one's like nine hours long. But they left certain things out. Uh, in, the, in both the book and in the uh, original, there was kind of this psychic connection amongst some of the characters. They could yeah. sense or feel things between each other, which added a layer to the, the story that was missing from this one. Uh, that would, uh, make, some that of the would other... make sense with them, you know, because Mother Abigail came to those five. It yeah. would make sense that they all had some kind of a connection. Yeah, exactly. I, didn't, they, I didn't see that they, anywhere in the movie. Yeah, so. they, they kind of barely glanced over yes. at the fact that they shared the dreams. Yes. It was they just give a few glances from certain characters' perspective where oh they had it they share a dream and they mention it, but in the original they really focused heavy on the fact that they shared these dreams and it made you realize that there was a connection these characters had that wasn't just they had the same dream. It was more of a telepathic, kind of a psychic uh, connection. Uh, that was something I, I missed for, for this version of the story. I wish it would have been in there. Mm -hmm. uh, and, it, and it definitely, especially later in the story where it gets stronger for some of the characters where you realize that, uh, well, the, the four that get sent out to Las Vegas by the end, they specifically started having a stronger sense yeah. and awareness of each other because of the task that they had set uh, before them to go to Vegas and make their final stand. So that yeah. was kind of missed in this one. Now, I think, I thought Gary Sinise was, uh, I'm sorry, much better than, uh, than, uh, uh, than James not Mercer. much better, but he, he, you can't replace Gary Sinise. No. I'm sorry. No. He's well, such a good actor. And and Gary, Sinise carried, Gary Sinise carried that East Texas vibe much better yes. than James Marsters. Yes. James Marsters seems more He's a good like actor. A James Marston is a good actor. But, oh, you know. yeah. But he seems more like he'd be a big town, you know, big city, New York or, or Chicago. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. But Gary Sinise carried that East Texas uh, much better. Uh, some of the other things that... Uh, uh, I thought were good, but they needed to expand more on was uh, Trash Can Man. They should have yes. expanded more on his story. His story wasn't as developed in this one as it was in the original. Yeah. Uh, the original, they we actually follow him for a little bit, so we we get yeah. to know who he is, is that and, the bomb and why dude? he's. That's yeah. the guy with the bomb. Yeah. 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 I wish his they story is truncated in this one. You you don't yeah. really know much about him. Yeah. Uh, I, I the original story, uh, the or the original uh, uh, film, uh, covered it much more, and it, he yes. was played by uh oh, and I hate when I blank on names. Uh, Matt, he's the actor. Matt, Matt, Matt Yeah, yeah, Matt yeah. Frewer. Yeah. Matt Frewer, that's right. Uh, who who is just a fabulous actor to begin with. Oh I mean, yes. He's he's. I mean, yeah. I mean, he was fa he was just absolutely great as as Trash Can Man. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it, this one, this one, I'm, I'm, it's three stars out of four for me. I tell you what, and then um, I, I just like the first movie better. You know, okay, here's something else. Okay, if if 
is Stephen King, I mean, okay, he read he redid the um, oh the movie done by Stanley Kubrick, The Shining. The Shining. Yeah. Okay. And then I mean, because he didn't agree with how Stanley Kubrick directed the movie and all that stuff. Okay, that's fine. But why do you replay some really good movies? Stephen King is, I think, he he writes good movies or uh, types. But you know, and then why do you replay redo these movies? There, there's no reason why we should redo the stand. This the original stand is a really good movie. You get a lot out of the first movie. And anything else that he directs is good. I mean, that writes, it's very good. Why do you keep remaking everything? Why do you well, remake? I, I don't think, I don't think I don't it was think, necessarily I'm, a Stephen King choice. I, no, I, I know, I know was, it wasn't. I think it was a, a studio choice. Uh, of course, I'm sure they went to Stephen King and asked him, hey, what do you yes. think of this version of it? He probably yeah. gave him their blessing, but... yeah. He, but you know, I just—I have... don't know. I just feel like I mean, if it's a good book and uh, and and a good movie, don't remake this stuff. Think of some other stuff, no matter what movie you're doing. You know, that's well, that's how I feel about movies. One but, thing you know. I I do like about this version is because it was done for HBO Max. Uh, that is, yeah, yeah, it was on HBO Max, wasn't it? That's no, CBS. no, CBS. That's right, CBS. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I just watched a bunch of stuff on HBO Max. So, uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it it was more adult themed, which is something that the original missed. You know, you yeah, because that was on uh, ABC. Yeah. No, I was it, like, why are we seeing boobs? I thought this was on. Yeah, yeah. There, there was. There was some uh, nudity and some some more violence than you you would have normally seen in, yeah. in something that would have aired on television. But I think that might be why because it was streaming. Yeah. That yeah. was something that that the original kind of missed. I think that's an element the original could have used, and they did yeah. quite well with what they had. I mean, it's like the original Stephen King's It. It yeah. was also a TV miniseries, so there wasn't a lot of violence that they could do. But they yeah. did well with what they had. I like the remake of it, both of them. But you know, I don't know. Just the first one. Just I don't know. You get when you see Tim Curry as the clown and all that. I mean, come on, nothing can replace Tim Curry. That's well, and, uh, and that's how I feel. So as yeah. we, as we we talked about uh, before with like the whole Freddy Krueger Robert England thing. Oh God, uh, yes. <laughs> a, a lot of people seem to have this problem with letting go of their their idols when it comes to specific roles they've played. Now, more recently, uh, we've had uh, a new actor play the role of Pinhead uh, in Hellraiser Judgment, and yeah, it seems to be split fifty fifty with the fan base. Yeah, a good half of the fans actually enjoyed Paul Taylor's uh, portrayal of the character. I think he's uh, great Alfred. in his role. He does you know, a good I, job. He does a I'm good not going to say phenomenal by any means. No. Because I, I do think it was an issue of uh, a script versus actor. I think he did a good job. He just wasn't given a good enough script to really showcase what he could do with the role. Yeah, to sink his teeth into it. Yeah. You know. So yeah. if it, it, in that aspect, it seems like people are willing to accept that 
maybe we could have a good movie without Doug Bradley in the role of Pinhead. And I think that's something that we should all accept for, for any of our films, whether it's... I mean, we generally are okay when they change who who's playing James Bond. That's a film series that's been going on since the 60s. Batman. Yeah. Batman. Uh, uh, Batman. And by the way... Multiple Batman. Uh, multiple uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, Michael. Michael Keaton. Keaton. Michael, he's my favorite. He's my oh, favorite God. Batman. I love Michael yeah. Keaton. You know, I love in, Michael Keaton. In, in the show, when at the very beginning, you know how it kind of goes back and forth? I think yes. probably starting a few years ago, that just became the new in thing to do when like this is us came out yeah and going back and forth and i believe that some shows that i watch it makes so much sense because you live the life they give you something that's like why is this happening and then they take you back with this particular series there was no reason to do that just start no. out with little baby nadine getting her little scaredness on and then showing the creepy guy and then just move on like yeah you know and maybe having them all see dreams and then say 10 years later five years later whatever i it, it just totally and it's like derek that's one of the things that was my i was like i don't understand what's going on and i'm not paying attention as it is anyway because this is you know i'm not like oh i've got to watch this like every minute of it. <laughs> but i look up and i'm thinking well what who was that and yeah so and uh, James Marston, he plays in Dead to Me. So yes. it was hard yeah. for me to get that smiley little guy out of him trying to be a tough guy <laughs> to lead this new pack of people. So you are right. And I, and I, and I love, I love um, uh, Gary Sinise. So oh, I God. probably would have enjoyed him playing. I haven't seen it, but I'm, I'm probably, I can see him playing it. And, I mean, James did a great job. I'm not saying that he didn't, but he did. He, he's such he's such a cutie with the little dimples, and he's just you know. Um, well, I I do have the original miniseries on DVD. If you'd like to borrow it, Kim. At some point, I would like I would like to I would like to watch it because it's on TV, so it won't be as bad as this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Man, and, the, there's, and there's a phenomenal cast with with the original. You have Molly Ringwald. Yes. Oh, Molly Walls. My boyfriend. Uh, Rob Lowe. <laughs> yeah. Your boyfriend. My boyfriend Rob Lowe. Hello. Yeah. You know what? And I would love to go out with Demi Moore. So maybe yeah. we can. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, like yeah, you said, Ozzy yeah. Davis is in it. Yeah. Ruby D. Come yeah. on. Yeah, oh, guess who played uh, uh, Monster Shooter, Kim? Who? Who? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. He was he was the guy that was uh, out in the town. The end is near. The end yes. Is near. <laughs> and 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 Tom Colin was another character. Oh. The, the character of Tom Colin is actually a pivotal character throughout the the original uh, book and in the original miniseries. Yeah, but he got kind of the short shift in in this one. He wasn't focused on a whole lot. Which one was that? Uh, he Tom he Holland. was the uh, 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 mentally uh, uh, handicapped uh, character, the M M O N. Oh, oh yeah. That's oh, Moon. And now who's, My name is. Yeah. Oh God. Oh. Who stars? God, who stars in uh, the? God, I can't remember who stars in it. Oh, the original, the original yeah, Tom Holland. Well, well, yeah. Now in the remake. 
who stars oh, in that? The, I can't. I, I can't remember who it is Tom that plays. I tell you what, that, I got William Henke. I tell you yeah, what, yeah. that guy right there. I thought he was great in this movie. He and did a good and, job, and but really but his character was definitely shortened out compared to the original and in the yeah. book. Because he yeah. was a an important character. I mean, he was. Yeah, heck yeah, he if was. He, if yes. you look at if you look at this story, because as Kim said, this is I mean yeah there are, are uh, hints and and uh, uh, concepts that that kind of throw the idea of God versus the devil, but it really is a story of good versus evil. Yeah. And if you look at it as if it were a game of chess, each character represents a particular piece on the board, and yeah. Tom yeah. Cullen isn't a pawn. He's no. not a small piece. He is a major piece in the game. Oh, yes, he is a major major piece. And as a result, he should have gotten a lot more play yeah. in this in this version of the film. Now, the actor did a phenomenal job. I although I do think the original actor uh, was a much uh, better choice. Well, yes, he's a he's a good actor, but this guy in the remake, I thought he was okay in it, you know. And I kind of thought that um I kind of liked how this that that part of the story worked because you know Tom Holland didn't give it wasn't given a chance, but the guy in the remake got you know he was a major part of that story. So the, the, the guy is it uh, Bill Fagerbay? Yeah, yeah. He he's now SpongeBob. He's in SpongeBob SquarePants yeah. movies. <laughs> yeah, he, he, uh, yeah. He does the voice. He does the voice of Patrick Starr. Yes. Oh man, that's cool. And what's interesting is look up who does the voice of Mr. Krabs. Oh. Huh, let's see here. That's square SpongeBob. <laughs> I'd tell you, but I think it'd be Let better if you it. guys just. Yeah. Oh my. Clancy who Brown? Huh? <laughs> Clancy Brown. Oh god! <laughs> oh my yep. god! Awesome. It's it's the Kurgan from from Highlander. Oh my god! That is cool. Oh my god! That's funny. It's that like is cool. It's like pandemic players. And oh man! Wonderful life of Mickey Mouse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Invincible Dexter. I tell you, <laughs> man. I, I tell I, you what. Like I said, this this movie is okay, and yeah. you, uh, Kim and I gave it two and a half. You gave it how many stars, I gave, Derek? I gave it three. Yeah, I mean the movie is okay. There's some good parts in this movie, yeah. but then nothing can have uh, even the original is just I think much much better. But like you said, it was on ABC, so you had to cut a lot out of that movie as far as uh, you know, you know, the look of the movie and all that stuff. But and uh, there's you know, like you said, there's boobs in it and all that stuff. And, 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 <laughs> I like, I like. <laughs> but yeah, it, but the stand on the TV version, yeah, it was a much more tamer and all that. But you know. I just like the original stand, you know, but this one has some good parts in it, but, you know, and then, you know, but, you know, it's just, um, nothing can really approach, 
Now, there's some remakes, I thought, that are much better than the original, but, you know, most of them don't even appear, can appear uh, to be as good as the original product. Uh, well, okay, Citizen Kane. You can never remake Citizen no, Kane. No, no way. No, no. You, know? you, you could make a movie about making Citizen Kane, though, huh? Well, like we talked yeah. about the... Uh, <laughs> <very different. laughs> yeah. A documentary but, about the making of Citizen Kane. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, you know, it's just like uh, nobody can replay the, yeah. the Philadelphia story and all that stuff. Gone with the wind. Classic movies yeah. are out. You can't remake those movies. Uh, don't even try. But... Although, although I didn't ever think that they would redo Valley Girl. <laughs> oh, my God. I, uh... I'm pretty sure that happened. <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, we can review Valley Girl because <laughs> Valley Girl, I own the original uh, that just came out on Deluxe Blu-ray, oh, and I own sure. that. It has Nicholas Cage in it, and yeah. yeah, but I was just like, oh my god, yeah, we could talk about that movie next <laughs> week. Yeah, absolutely. I thought it was terrible, and we'll talk about that later. Yeah. But yeah. I didn't. Well, I don't, I, it's terrible now. It's not terrible when you're 16 years old watching it at home. With oh, no, no, no. I love I. That's why no, I bought the original no. Valley Girl. Yeah. And then the oh, remake. The new one. Oh, yeah. The I new one. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, yeah, it is not good. <laughs> not good. Hey, but I tell you what. Um, okay, Kim, you gave it two and a half mm -hmm. stars. Yeah, I, I gave it two and a half. Derek gave it three stars, right? Yep. Yep. All right. Hey, and uh, we'll be back next week, and we're going to review probably three new movies, and Yay. and uh, we'll uh, talk about that. And thank you so much, superstar Kim Schultz. You're welcome. All right, and thank you so much, Derek, the toy maker, Neil. You're welcome. And All right. Having us. All right, and then I'm Keith the Critic, and this is The Aisle Seat. <laughs>